Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Well, good evening, sports fans. Charles Cliff here at the controls at the moment. Uh, We're just getting underway here, last second here, and we are um, welcome to Let's Talk CFL. Uh, We're just getting underway here uh, very quickly because, um, well, we kind of, CJ is tied up here, and just at the last second here, uh, he got tied up. So I'm uh, handling the phones at the moment. We'll see if CJ joins us tonight. Uh, But we will have uh, CFL talk tonight. We are going to bring in Will and we're going to bring in Mark here in just a second here. Uh, We will bring him in uh, in a few seconds. We're going to bring Mark in in a few seconds. So we're scrambling right at the very last minute, or at least I am, to get the show up and running. But we are now up and running. And I'm just uh, getting our other two um, on the uh, other two uh, panel members on the phone right now, and we'll be have them join us in just a moment here. Uh, so welcome. Uh, it is uh, the July 15th, and normally we would be in the about the week five or six of the CFL season, but instead. We are in what we what uh, we're well we're in year zero actually because well the CFL season hasn't started yet and we don't know if it's going to start uh, we don't know what the situation is with the CFL season uh, that's going to be a large topic of discussion tonight because there's been some back and forth on social media um between the players and well not so much the owners but the players have definitely been uh several players have been popping off on social media and voicing this pleasure and we'll see if that leads anywhere or to anything but uh, right now it's just a lot of talk it's a lot of hot air there's uh suggestions that this place might be a hub city and that place might be a hub city they don't have a lot of time to make up their mind we're at July 15th here uh, if they're going to do any kind of decision, they've got to have a decision pretty quickly because if they are going to try a season, they've got to get U.S. players into Canada. They may have to quarantine, or I don't know what kind of uh, arrangements they're making with the Canadian government. And then they've got to get to practice. They've got to get to training camp and this and that and this. And We're not even at the preliminary step, so we don't know what's going to go on, what's going to happen. But, uh, hey, we're going to be probably speculating about that for the next little while, but we will um, move forward as best we can. So um, welcome again to the show, a little bit of a scrambled start to tonight's show, but we are online now, and it's not just me. We've got two other people online with me currently, Uh, so let's go firstly to Alberta, and we'll say good evening to Will. Good evening, Will. How are you tonight? I'm good, Charles. How are you? Good. A little bit of a yeah, scramble good. to get the show up and started tonight, but well, hey, we're on the I, air now. I, so. I, so so did CJ get squished by the sea can or what? I don't know. We haven't heard from him yet, so 
He said he was going to be done around 6 o'clock, but here we are at 8 o'clock and uh, nothing yet. So let's hope he didn't, uh-huh. but yeah, who okay. knows? Well, yeah. I guess if he was doing it by him. If he was doing it by himself, we won't know for a while, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's about right. He sent us a picture so. of the hole earlier. That was pretty interesting, but... Uh-huh. No. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so we will go on, and we will bring Mark in as well, because Mark's sitting on hold. And let's just bring him up here. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for getting it up and going so fast. Yeah, well, it was a little bit of a scramble here right at the very second because I go on to the block top page, go into the studio at 7.59. Oh, you have no show scheduled. I'm like, oh, maybe I better do that now. We're getting to that time. So, But uh, fortunately, I know how to do it fairly quickly just to get it up and running, and we did, and now we're talking, which is a plus. Yep. And I'll let you guys know ahead of time, so we don't have this problem next week, I will not be on next week, because I will be out at the cabin. Okay, now we know for sure ahead of time. That's <laughs> nice. Yep. First time out there this year, so. Oh, nice. People starting to get out now a little bit, because it's uh, summertime, and I think most people are still trying to at least social distance somewhat, and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, do the things we need to do to keep from the spread, but you know it's nice. At least we've got some nice weather for. We finally got nice weather here in, in the Lower Mainland. The last two nights or, or last two weeks, it's been a lot of rain, and it didn't feel at all like summer. But we finally got some uh, nice weather the last two or three days, and apparently it's supposed to last right through the uh, right through the weekend. So we're hoping for that. So, yep. Ours is hit and miss as usual on the prairies. It's either plus thirty-five or fourteen. Mm-hmm. So that I'll yep. take it. It's better than snow. That's true. Well, anything's better than snow, <laughs> even rain. Even though I don't like rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Will, uh, hold on, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, what do you, what's the weather like there, Will, in Alberta? Well, well, I'm sitting outside, so that means it's that, nice. Well, that's a good sign. And You're I, not smoking and I started, you outside? Huh? You're not smoking huh? outside, though. No, You're not sir, smoking today cigarettes. Is, today, no. today is day 30, sir. Nice. I made, I made a whole month, so... <laughs> So no, I'm outside because I started I started painting the house tonight. How does that sound? <laughs> I I gotta I gotta do something to stay busy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I'm painting the house. So and if I if I do the way I think I will do it, I'll be done that by Sunday. So I'm gonna have to figure out something else to do after that. So. I don't know. You can come out and paint my house. I'm fine with that. I just need a bathroom painted. Yeah. My bathroom, I need the paint's coming off the wall and everything. And uh huh. And I'm not a great painter. Going back to my elementary school days. Is that right? So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to keep things busy. I mean, I'm busy at work, which is nice. 
We've mm-hmm. sold so many projects in the last three weeks, it's scary. I don't know how I'm going to do it all, which is a good problem. And I'm just waiting to... I, I'm trying to figure out here, guys, what is the holdup? Make a decision. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry. Make a decision already. And there's no... Have we be... haven't heard a date... Heard a drop dead deal when they have to make a decision. Will, it sounds like you fell into a cave. Yeah, all of a sudden you went really quiet. Hello? Yeah, that's a little I, bit. It's getting a little bit better. You uh, All of a sudden you were in the middle of talking and it got really, really quiet, just like you had fallen, like you had like, you dropped your phone or something. No, I'm here. There we go. I'm here. Yeah, that's much better now. It's got to be to do with waiting for the uh, government to say, yes, you can have the money, or no, you can't. Well, is that what it's about? Uh, That's the only way they're going to get the money to pay the players. Yep. Because that's what the money's for. It's not for the owners. It's for the players and operations. They made that very specific, huh? They made that very specific in their recent request. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. You know, because I can, I can find something else to do if they just <laughs> tell me there's not going to be any football, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a hard thing to find something. Well, it is a hard thing to find something to do. I'm contemplating, if there's no football, I'm contemplating riding my bike again. <laughs> that could be dangerous. We saw how that yeah, happened, how that worked before. Yeah, I know. I know. Not saying anything, but... Well, no, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm just bored. I'm I'm a little more annoyed than normal tonight because on Sunday I finally canceled my 10-day Las Vegas trip that I have every year and I can't go this year. And I'm really annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I yeah, I know you can fly down, Mark. But (laughs) also, you can also, you can also. I can't afford to take twenty four days off work when I come back to Canada, and have to (laughs) social isolate or whatever the fuck they call it. Yep. So it's that simple. And I've Mm -hmm. seen the crazies in the states, and I'm not interested. Thank, thank you very much. But I am still, but I am still upset by the whole thing. So I can imagine, especially if it's something you do every single year. I'd be well. It's the it's the only vacation I take every year. So so I have to find a different place to go. Well, but there is no other place I want to go, Charles. <laughs> ah. Okay. I've I've been to I've been to numerous places, and this is my. This is my go-to favorite place. So, hmm. I can understand that. I like Vegas too. You know, I've been to Hawaii, I've been to Cuba, I've been to Mexico, I've been to I've been to Europe, I've been to all those places and nothing is more appealing than Vegas. I mean, call me shallow, but hey, whatever. I like it. And I had big plans this year cuz I was supposed to go, I was going my normal time, and I was going in October as well with my 
youngest stepson who turned 40 this summer, and we were going to go see the Raiders for his 40th birthday. And that's not going to happen either, obviously. So, so just a bunch of letdowns, I guess you'd say. I could see that, yep. But on the other hand, all Mark wants is a job. So, right, Mark? <clears throat> yes, that is yeah. very correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, you just want them to open your hotel and get on with it, right? <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So is your hotel, like, totally shut down, or is, is it still oh, open no, with just your... No, no, it's been closed since March 17th. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're totally looking closed. at opening totally closed. Wow. Um, engineering's been in there to, you know, make sure the building doesn't burn down kind of thing. Um, the GM's been in, and I think one other person. Yeah. They're starting to get people back now because they're starting to clean the rooms. and You know, there's several inches of dust in every single room. I bet. <laughs> they did. Apparently, they stripped all the beds, but still, there's a ton of cleaning they have to do. So uh, They're looking at mid-August for the restaurant and some rooms. Well, well, that'd be nice at least you can get back to work then. Uh, not me. I'm in the banquet side of it. Oh, I thought you were also in the restaurant. Okay. No, so that'll no, be I'm what, Mark? That'll be December uh, 2053 or something like that? Well, I could go into it really long, but I'll just put it this way. Just realistically, probably January. My banquet industry, I think, is toast in general. And I don't mean just in Manitoba. I mean across the country. When is there Forever. going to be... When is there going to be a 500-person conference in one meeting room again? That's, yeah, that's a good point. When is there going to be a wedding for 500 people again? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. I'm very happy I'm nearing the end of my career versus being in the middle. Yeah. I've got some friends that are in the middle of their career, and they don't know what they're going to do. They're trying to figure out, okay, so, you know, I'll get another job doing something else. Okay, this is what I went to school for. You know, so they're blocked. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, hear there's a, I hear there's a big market these days for people who sanitize shopping carts as you go into Safeway. Yeah, hey, I got an e- I got an email from the government about all the essential jobs that are needed right now. Oh, is that right? So, yeah, the, I think they're expecting me to go on and apply for a job or something. Yeah, sure. I see. I don't want to be the guy swapping the shopping carts at Sobeys. No. No. <laughs> I can't say that. I get that. I get that. I get that. Hell, I'll deliver newspapers. You're up at 1 in the morning and you're done work by about 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this this whole thing, I mean, we're, we're not going to see it right away, but it's going to change the world and the way we oh, do yeah. things, for sure. Yep. And I don't necessarily know if it's a good thing or not. 
I'm I still don't think undecided. Can tell that early. It's too early to tell. Way yeah, too early I'm to tell, undecided. I think. I'm yeah. still yeah. undecided of what I think and what I like and what I don't like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're talking about... They're talking about making masks in Calgary mandatory. Yeah, my buddy was like, It's like, holy fuck, really? I've worn one mask for 20 minutes since this whole thing has happened, and I didn't like it at all. So... You know, I don't have a problem with masks. I mean, indoors, I really don't think you need them outdoors because everything I've heard and read is that the virus doesn't really spread outdoors almost at all. Uh, but I think indoors, when you've got, you know, if you're in a store where there's a lot of people, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I'm getting used to it. I don't like wearing it, but I'm getting used to it. So It depends on where I'm going. If I'm going to Home Depot or Walmart, I'm wearing my mask. Yeah. Um, the dentist office, I went a couple of times. Yeah, you have to wear a mask while you're in the waiting room. Things like that, yeah, whatever. But otherwise, I don't wear it. Yeah. I have it with me if I need it. But. Yeah. If I'm running into 7-Eleven for two minutes to buy a drink, I'm not going to wear a mask. Because I'm, I'm not in there long enough to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just Home Depot and Walmart and people are Yeah, something like that where you're in for a while and there's quite a few people, yeah. 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 Oh. Or the Costco lineups. Yeah, but even the Costco lineups you're six feet apart because you got a cart. Yeah. And it, it seems you know, it's, it's fair, seems, yeah. It's 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 funny because it seems that as time goes on I'm finding there's less and less lineups all the time. I went to uh, I went to Costco two days ago and we walked right in. So, wow, didn't have to wait in line at all. But Calgary does have a whole bunch of Costcos, so maybe everyone just has enough toilet paper finally. <laughs> well, no, I think maybe people are starting to figure out when there's lineups and when there's not lineups. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and adjusting accordingly. So, yeah, that's probably there's probably something to be said for that too. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't yeah. do a lot of big box shopping. I go to small no. places all the time. It's I send my wife. I hate way. going to Costco. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I the only place I really go is once a week. I go to Safeway on Sundays, and uh, I usually go at eight o'clock in the morning, and there's nobody there. Yeah, no, if you go in they first open sense. side deal. Yeah. And and there's yep. the occasional senior, but I'm way faster than most seniors, so <laughs> that's all I can say. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't really go where there's that many crowds anyways, so and like I said, I've been going to the gym for the last two weeks. And you know what, there's the gym's not even worth talking about because there's not very many people there. I think people are still scared, which yep. is even better. Which is even better. I was gonna say me. that's a great thing for you because then you don't have yeah. to worry about dealing with people. No, nope, not at all. Not at all. So it's kind of cool. And hmm. most people aren't stupid enough to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go and work out. So 
But yeah. you are that stupid, so that's good. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, I I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with you. All right. Well, maybe we should move on to some football topics. Certainly. For uh, aren't as we gonna, much as we aren't can. We gonna, aren't we going to pick scores first? Or pick that's what I was going to ask. Are we going to? Uh, do we want to pick scores now, or do we? Because CJ's not here and so on, do we would just want to text the scores or text our picks in? Yeah, it's just text him. Okay, yeah, because I, I want to more CJ's time to not here. It on the numbers. Yeah, because to be okay. honest, I haven't thought about it yet a whole lot till now. So, although we'll I did, didn't see that it was supposed to be Winnipeg and BC tomorrow, but yeah, I digress. So other than trashing each other, what's there to think about when you're rolling dice? What week <laughs> is it? What week is it this week? Is it week five this five? week? Week six, I paid. Or hold on, let me look. I have it up here. Where did I? Where did I go with it? It's um. Wow, it's already would have been week six. God, that seems fast. Bombers would be clear in first place. Uh, or Bombers you know, would in the what? basement, one of the two. <laughs> No, we'd be we'd be discussing uh, how many more weeks is it that Zach Claris is out, and what is the, and <laughs> yeah. what is their quarterback play and, what again? Is, and what is their quarterback's name? Who the goat? The goat. There you go. Yeah. Here, I'll find his picture for you. He got to hold the cup. He, he, I think he had more fun than anybody else. Who? The backup quarterback. Oh, okay, right. And then who published that article today about there's going to be no Grey Cup rings for the Bombers this year? Is that correct? Yeah, there was um, I saw that too. That was Grey a, Cup rings. An attempt at a shot by a tweet by one of the players from another team. I can't remember who. Oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah, okay. no, they're signed, sealed, and delivered already. Yeah, I would assume that those rings would have yeah. been designed and made like months ago. They would have been ordered yeah. probably in December, right yeah. after the Grey Cup. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it just leads into the topic after the uh, score. The scores, so I guess, this topic coming up. Oh, isn't okay. it Charles? Isn't that the first one? Yep, it is. So. We'll go on to this because I've been reading this. and uh, So a tweet from Alouette's offensive lineman, Tony Washington. And if you remember back to the uh, labor negotiations a year ago, he was one of the guys that was constantly uh, barking in, on Twitter. But uh, basically the CFL presented a scenario. We discussed it last week of the – this whole six-game season with eight teams making the playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, basically, that was going to last a, a total of 15 weeks in a hub concept and so on. And, well, Tony Washington kind of gave his feelings about uh, what he thought about the, uh, tw- the this idea on Twitter. And let's just say he's not a fan. Here's the actual tweet. Just what I thought. The CFL waited to the last minute to give us a deadline to decide on a bullshit return-to-play scenario, 
and when we don't agree, it's our fault. For a rookie American, 33% of 64,000 is 21,000. Is that right? I guess it is. Uh, after taxes, 14,000. After conversion to the states, 9,000. That's if you don't spend a dime. And then he went on to say in another tweet, listen, I want to have a season. It's just reading about the pension delays if we get injured may have to be, wait to be treated. And yes, 33% is too low. 105 days isolated and getting my head beat in at practicing games just for 18000 isn't worth leaving jobs and family. That was stated by... Um, um, so that was the thoughts of um, Tony Washington of the Montreal Alouettes. But um, then after that, the defensive lineman from the Edmonton, well, I guess we're still calling him the Eskimos for right now, Armando Sewell, he kind of shot back at Tony Washington saying, boy, I tell you, you're not making it at home with 9,000. More like 3000 not guaranteed. I really hope your boys make the right decision. Think about this. If you have a job, you'll have to leave your job, and you'll get it cut. And if you get cut, it's not guaranteed, and you're shit out of luck. So he was kind of, I guess, on the same side as um, Tony Washington. So some of these players speaking out are not big uh, fans of this six-game idea for the CFL. And we also talked about it last week that it was kind of looked really Mickey Mouse and not worth it. So this is not looking promising right now for the prospects of any type of season. Mark, uh, what are your thoughts on this one here? You know, I get what they're saying, the players, Washington Mm -hmm. and Sewell. I get it. Yep. But at the same time, how many months are they going to be playing? Uh, it's 105 days, so it's about three and a half months. I'll take $9,000 for three months' work. I think most people would. And I realize that they're one play away from breaking a leg and their career's over and all this other stuff, the pension, I get all of it. Then don't leave your job in the States. Stay in the States. Good luck to you, especially uh, Sewell. You don't mm-hmm. play this yep. year. Your career's probably done. You're done, yeah. It, and it's not about ability. It's about age. He ain't no spring chicken. Um, is it a shot to only get 33% of your salary? Yeah. But you're also only playing a third of the games. This is not the NFL. There's no way the CFL can pay these guys even 50%. The money that they're asking from the government is to pay the players. Mm-hmm. So unless the government gives them more money than they're asking, which isn't going to happen, it's guys, that that's the way of life in the CFL. Maybe you should talk to some of the alumni that played back in the 80s. And we're making no money at all. Had full-time jobs during the season, never mind the off-season. 
Yeah, it's it is what it is this year. They should be more worried about get the season over and done with one way or the other, and then start worrying about um, getting the CFLPA to start working on the new CBA that Ambrosi wants to do next year. Yeah. But, you know, I get it, especially for the rookies and the young guys. I get that. They're not making a lot of money. But they they have a choice. You know, you stay at home and work, whatever job you have, or you come up and play football for 105 days. I just want to know if the job they love you at your They're gone. If, if they love you at your job... Maybe they'll give you a three month where you can come back after. There you go. All done. Go ahead. Well Well, you know what? I I'm not I'm not I'm kinda like the players. I'm not really interested in a six game season. I think it's a waste of time. Oh, and if if it's if it's going to be a six game season, why don't you scrap the year and come back next year and start fresh? And then all these problems are gone. You'll get guys getting full salaries for a full season. And I mean, it is if you're if you're anywhere, if you have any kind of a job, okay, you're not going to leave. You're not going to leave for. Eighteen thousand dollars for three months worth of work, where you could get injured, and uh, you know, if if you have a decent job, I wonder. I tend to wonder if some of these first or second year guys um, actually even work. To be honest with you, because they probably think the money they're making in the CFL is big money right now, and eventually they realize it's not. And and so on and so forth. Are you having a heart attack, Mark? Is that ambulance coming to your house? <laughs> That's what happens when you live a hundred yards away from a hospital. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I I just don't I just don't think it's worth worth their while. And if they have a decent job, I'd stay at my decent job and start afresh next year. Just my thoughts. Because, you know, you're going to have to upheave yourself. You're going to have to come to a city. You're going to have to do the the isolation thing eventually. And that's and you're going to have to live in a hub type of situation. And that can't be that much fun. You know what I mean? No, not at all. So, I don't know. Unless they come up with a decision in the next week or so, I think they should scrap the whole thing. As much as I hate to say that, and as much as I'd love to see football, but I know, you know, in another two months, I'm probably going to see American football anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they right? say the 23rd was the decision? Yeah, the 23rd. Yeah. July 23rd. Kind of deadline. So that's yeah. eight days. Yeah. So, of course, just after next week's podcast. Can't be before. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it could be before. You never know. And by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there because a few people have been online saying this. 
this ridiculous notion of, oh, well, if that's the case, let's just play with Canadian players. Um, <laughs> you, uh, I can't tell you how many uh, things are wrong with that. Not to mention, first of all, that would violate uh, the CBA uh, dozens of ways. But I'm sorry, uh, people have been chiming in. You are not going to get any type of viewership for that. And I'm not trying to insult Canadian junior players or college players or anything like that. For a professional football league, we do not have enough players in this country to fill up nine teams. It just doesn't work that way. Sorry. Nope. It does not. I said it to one person today that, okay, let's bring in all Canadian players. Can you tell me who the best Canadian quarterback coming out of college in the last 15 years was? Yeah, Brad Sinopoli. Brad Sinopoli. He's a a receiver now. Receiver. (laughs) Yeah. So where are they going to find nine quarterbacks, let alone 18, for backups? Yeah. Will, did you ever yeah, play quarterback? I get it. No. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, no. maybe you got a shot at no. it. You did play football. They're going to be looking for kids playing in the park to try and well, find these and, people. And, you know, I made some comments today online, and everybody's dissing me for cutting <laughs> down the, the, the CIS. Like, and, and I don't watch – have I ever watched high school Canadian football and, and Canadian college? Yes, I've watched it all. And you know what? If – if those seasons were going to happen, I, I and there's no CFL season, I will probably go to U Sports games, okay, and junior games. There won't be any U Sports. Well, I know, I know. There's yeah. no U, there's no U Sport, but maybe there will be junior. I'd go to junior games, okay, to fill my my football need because it doesn't matter. My expectations are. It's still going to be competitive football against each other. But if you take these guys who play junior or or Canadian college and put them in the CFL, it's going to be a waste of fucking time. I don't know why they ever suggested that. Stupid. Sorry. I do go to some of the college games. Yeah, I go too. to my. Yeah, like I love going and watching the Bisons and the Dinos. Yeah. It's like, defense? Nah, just stay off the field. We're just going to throw touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Every time they play each other, it's like 45-42. Uh-huh. Last, last year, Dolby had a chance in the to go to the Vanier. Dolby has a chance to um, tie the game and get it to overtime. He went for the win. That's just what those uh-huh. two teams do. They just, that's fun. But you don't see a lot of that in CIS. No. And that's because everybody's on the same level. Yeah. Yeah, and I've gone to junior games here in in Langley and so on. Uh, It's fun to go in. But the problem is, is when you're watching professional football... Or this, well, I mean, CFL. I mean, you're watching. You, you're expecting to see a higher caliber of of athlete. You're expecting to see a higher caliber of game. It's fine to go see, watch 
trying to go see U Sports or um, Junior, that's one thing, but you're expecting a higher level of, of performance when you're talking about pro athletes. So I think that's um, that's what most people want to see. And uh, you just, like Mark said, you hit the nail on the head. Find me 18 Canadian quarterbacks that could play professional football. Find me two. <laughs> Forget 18. Find me two that can play at a high level. Yeah. I mean, just, and then you got running back. It just, it doesn't work. We don't have the numbers that they do down in the United States. And quite frankly, in junior football and so on, we don't have the training they get. We don't have the coaching they get. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but it's just pretty much a fact. So this suggestion that that we're going to go, that it's going to be like that, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, considering in the States, high school football is a billion-dollar industry. Well, exactly. Uh-huh. And they and have 30,000 people at high school games. Yeah, and yep. my when I go to watch my old high school play play some games, everybody <laughs> still, as the sun goes down, will probably remember this. Charles, as the sun goes down, because the field is kind of sunken, there's a dike yeah. that runs along the side of it. Everybody aims their cars towards the field, and there's lights, there's, lights to play, there's lights to play football. Yep. Yeah, you're uh-huh. not going to see that in the States. Nope. Nope. Hell, Grand Forks, North Dakota has a 15,000 st- uh, stadium for high school football. Grand Forks, North yeah. Dakota has yep. about 60,000 people in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we're actually lucky out in Langley, but we're near where I live. We actually have like a 5,000 seat stadium with a grandstand and stuff like that for junior football with full lights and uh, a video replay board. So we're actually kind of lucky at at that point, but I know that there are a lot of places in Langley where they don't have nearly that luxury. Yep. Yeah, well, like I said, I don't know, you ever try to go to a UND game, Mark? You can't get a ticket. Nope. I've tried. You can't get a ticket. You can't. Get I've a tried ticket. football and hockey. No, not a chance. I, I I know friends of mine who go down just to go to the tailgate party, and they've never yep. been to a game because they can't get tickets. Nope. Mm-hmm. So. And I guess Winnipeg's biggest high school stadium, Mark, used to be the Velodrome, right? Is the Velodrome right. still around? Is it still no, around it's or long not? Long gone. It's long gone. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And it's the same thing here across the border with the Washington State Huskies and stuff like that. They yeah. routinely get 60, 50 to 60,000 people a game. <laughs> yeah. And youth sports is supposed to compete with that when they get 300 to 500 out of a game. Yeah. Now, I will say the East, like Laval, Quebec, yeah, that's teams, different. teams like that, they, they have huge followings. Yeah, but not in the West. Not in the West but at all. Huge followings in comparison to oh, the West no. teams, right? But yeah. not huge followings compared to the U.S. of A. You know what I mean? No, no. But in Canada, they're like they get they get ten to fifteen thousand, I think, at some of the football games with Laval. Yeah. So. 
And I know at the Bison games, they open up two sections. Yeah. Of, of IGR. So that tells you how many people go. Two sections. Two sections. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we've uh, gone through that one uh, good. Uh, so we will move on now. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit. We met, we referenced it uh, a little bit earlier, but the CFL has pretty much revised their request uh, from the Canadian government. They've asked for $42.5 million. Uh, originally, if you remember back when they first started talking to the Canadian government, they were up around $150 million was the number that was being thrown out. So they've obviously gone back and said, okay, we're not getting that, so let's uh, let's try something else, and we're going to go back and basically what they've done is they've returned to the government and they've said, okay, give us uh, $42.5 million that we're going to use to put on a season this season. That's all they want it for. So uh, that's what they've kind of done and they've gone to uh, the government and kind of re redone things. Um so, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to get anything out of the government? Uh, they've been going at it for a few months now and got nothing. Do uh, you think they're going to get anything? Will, what do you think? Are they going to get anything from the government? Um, I don't know. If they have a season, maybe. If they don't, I doubt it. <laughs> I, well, I, that's... I, a- that's okay, kind of I'm a catch-22 sure. because right. they, they want the money for the season. That's specifically what they're asking for. But I, I got a feeling if they don't get the money and and if they don't have a season, they're not going to be around, apparently. That's what a lot of people are saying. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know why... I don't know why the government wouldn't give them money because they're giving everybody else money. Okay. I mean, I know in, uh, was it Trudeau announced today that that, that wage, wage sub, that wage, wage thing they're giving to employees extended. till December or something like that? Something like in that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, why wouldn't they give the CFL money? It's I can't. I can't see. I can't see a legitimate reason why they wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mark, are your feelings kind of the same on that? Um, somewhat. Yeah. I, there's no reason they shouldn't give them money. Mm-hmm. But it it is a federal government. Reason. The federal government it's, never does things they should. It doesn't matter what party. I'm not going to trash Trudeau and everything else. We don't have credit you know, for that. So it, it's just like give them the 32 million. Mm-hmm. They are the only all Canadian professional football league, right? Or professional sports league, really. I guess there's a lacrosse, but I don't know if you call that a full pro league. Um, give them the $32 million. You're giving, like Will said, everybody else is getting money. 
Hell, my 86-year-old mom that's in a care home got a raise. Yep. So <laughs> give them the $32 million. When you work that out to however many taxpayers there are in Canada, it probably works out to a dollar a person. So with all the other yep. money that's thrown around, what's the big deal about another 32? Really? Mm-hmm. And you'd think they'd give all party support on it. I would think so. You know, and in reality, here's, and this is going to be an unpopular thing for me to say. I'll just pretend I'm Christopher Jones for a minute. <laughs> okay. The government, if it was somebody from a different country, the government would give them money in a in a heartbeat, okay? Um, just saying. It's hard um, to argue that because we've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen continuously. And uh, I could go into great detail, but I'm not going to. But on Probably the other hand, on the other hand I, I, I keep on thinking to myself, I mean, what does it cost to run a football team in the CFL this year? What would it cost for a season? $10 million, $15 million, $20 million? You tell me. It depends how I much mean, money they have to pay the players, too, because the players aren't going for 30%. Uh, we're going to talk no. about it a little bit with Vernon Adams. Yeah. but No, but what I'm saying is, okay, so so as a, as a, and this is just Will talking in his fantasy world, okay? If I was one of these owners who owned a team, like a David Braley or the guy in Hamilton, um, I got lots of money, Okay. Suck it up for a season. Pay for the season. You're going to lose money, but who cares? Because the money it would cost them, I think they have in their back pockets. To be honest with you, I know it's not a, I know it's not a brilliant business decision, and you should think with your head rather than your heart. But because I love the CFL, I would probably do it in a minute if I had that kind of money. You know what I mean? Did you so. see the Eskimos lost money last year? Yeah, I saw that. And interestingly, that. somehow, their payment for the Alouettes was 950000 Right. Winnipeg As opposed paid 650. to... Winnipeg paid right. $657,000. Why are they higher? It's a weird one. No, doesn't it cost more money postage-wise to send a check from Edmonton to Montreal than from <laughs> Winnipeg to Montreal? Apparently $300,000 if Mar- the number just, Mark's just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Sure, that makes I sense. Can't, wouldn't it make sense that they split this equally eight different ways? Probably. I thought that's what they were doing. I hear a tweet so. here about the... Interesting tidbit from Edmonton. Teams financials released today. They assigned 950000 to operate and facilitate sale of the Alouettes. Winnipeg and Saskatchewan reported cost of six fifty seven. Maybe, Maybe Edmonton does something different with their cost and expensive. Maybe it's a little creative bookkeeping. I don't know. What's you would weird? think that you would think that these nine teams would get together and say, hey, whatever you put on your financial statement, let's make sure we all have the same number on the Alouette thing. 
But, <laughs> you know, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's just very confusing. Yeah, the Eskimos lost $1.1 million. Yeah. Did they really? Uh, drop in game day and gate revenue. Um, I can believe that. Game day receipt revenue is down 15.7%. Game day revenue dropped by 5.6%. And merchandise sales down 7.8%. Change the bloody name to the Empire. Sell New Jersey. No, I liked my name choice better today. <laughs> I didn't see that. What was that? Elderberries. Elderberries? <laughs> yes. Edmonton Elderberries. That would send shivers through people's spines if you had to play the Edmonton Elderberries, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it? So Probably. I don't even know what an Elderberry yeah. is. I don't either. It's the first word that came to my mind, Charles, so I just typed it in. <laughs> okay. So we're just making up um, words now. Well, no, it's just it's just I. And the, it's let's been, put it this way: it doesn't matter if they change their name. I will always talk about them as the Edmonton Eskimos. Sorry. And more old. Will. That's a name we know. Yep. Yes. Or you could just refer to them as Edmonton, and we understand what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They should just call them Edmonton FC. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Edmonton Stallions. That's got a nice ring. I mean, it. I, I did. Somebody actually somebody, put that out there somewhere. The I did Edmonton Stallions. Uh, I did suggest to somebody today privately that we call them the Stamp Bitches. Okay, but they didn't, find that, they didn't find that that amusing, so... No, why not? I don't know. I guess because he's a diehard Edmonton fan. Uh, some people have no... Sense of humor, I get that. No. I get that. I personally I think re- my favorite name, and I don't know if they would they would agree with this, but I'd like to call them the Ronda Raiders. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> There's always the Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah. that name's been used before. Could use it again. Why don't we just call all? Why don't we just call all the teams Rough Riders? But all they have to do is spell it R U F F. Yeah, there you go. That's, that would clear up all the confusion. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Who are we? The Wildcats. Who are we going to beat? The Wildcats. <laughs> Maybe we should just shorten everybody's name to the city they're from. Just for city names. Yeah. Well, I've heard some people say the Elk, which I think is weird. Charles, do you know what the original name of the Bombers was? I, uh, you know what? I think I saw this the other day, and I don't remember it. The Winnipeg Winnipegs. Were they really? The Winnipeg Easy Winnipeg. to remember. That was the original. That the W. 
it was when they first went from the Western Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Football League, whatever it was called, you know, the original, what they call the original CFL 110 years ago. It was the first wow. time a team went from West to East to play a game. And they didn't have a name. They were the Winnipeg Rugby Club or something. So they came up with the Winnipeg Winnipegs. I uh, I played football with a I played football with a guy named uh, Tony Anthony. We called him Tony Tony. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> two Tonys. So you know, I mean, yep. whatever. I can see that. <sighs> but Call yeah, the Edmonton Mall Raiders. I don't. The mall's a big part of Edmonton. Call me Edmonton shoppers. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? <sighs> the name to me, it's obvious. Go to the Empire. That's just an obvious. You, you don't have to and change. And didn't really I read anything. somewhere today? Didn't I read somewhere today that they have that trademarked or something? I think I they do. do. Yeah. They trademarked yeah, it last I year. I think it was. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. They probably saw the writing on the wall and knew this was coming <laughs> at some point. Next, whether they do it this year, next year, or the year after, it's going to happen. Oh, it's, done, it's a done deal. It's coming. You're right. That you're yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. right on. And Stop putting out fake polls. And, and just so you know, I've decided I'm never eating at Boston Pizza again. Okay? <laughs> Did you ever eat Fuck at Boston you. Pizza before? Fuck Jim for a living. Yes, I have sure. <laughs> okay. on, on quite a regular basis. Okay. Yeah. I go. I just. I go there to watch UFC sometimes. So. Okay. And I sit yeah, and I sit in the bar. Edmonton's burying themselves nonstop with this. Did you see the yeah, poll they put out? Did you see the poll? No. And the questions on said poll. No. Are you a season ticket holder? Are you a fan of the team? Would you be upset if they changed the name? There was a list of like 10 questions, and they were all fluff balls to get the, see, we polled everybody, and yeah. look at this. There was Bunch no, of softball questions. The, the poll should be two questions. Do you support changing the name? Yes, no. That's it. You got that's it. One question. Yeah. They just wanted to word it so they could they could uh, they're they're trying to hang on to this as long as they can. It's going to change. What was another just, question? Oh, are you a diehard fan? What do you think? People going to say no to this? Well, exactly. So they, they hey, the poll results show. That oh. everybody's in favor. And even that poll, there was still like 30% that weren't in favor that want the name changed. So, mm-hmm. hi guys, <laughs> just change it now, save the money. Yeah, just on more get it over with. Everything else. At this point, they're prolonging the uh, inevitable. Yeah. So, quit wasting your time and just get on with it. Especially now when it looks like there's not going to be a season. Do it now so we can, by the time they do end up playing football again, people are used to it by then, and there's no one talking about it anymore. 
All right. Shall we move on to the next topic? Probably. This one should be very interesting. So Vernon Adams. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, saying that <laughs> uh, CFL players should be paid regardless if CFL plays games in 2020 or not. So basically he's saying, well, we don't care if, we're play- if uh, we play or not. Uh, we want to get paid. So whether you work or not, you, you're going to get paid apparently. And he wants a minimum, minimum of 50% of their salary. All I can say to him is good luck. Mark, is he crazy? Because he sounds like it to me. Uh, he's not thinking straight. You know, again, I get what these guys are saying. But this one's out in left field. He wants his full salary. I know. And then he makes a comment about even if it's only 50, Bob, and then 75, 80, 85. He wants his money. Uh, uh, dude, you, uh, as per the CPA and your contract, you get paid per game played. Yeah. And he makes another comment about the CFL has the money. They're still getting paid. We're the only ones not. Who are they getting paid from? The people that are getting paid on the teams. Salary employees. It's salary employees that are under 365-day contracts, mm-hmm. not three to six months, whatever it is. Um, the guys that work in the stadiums, they're not getting paid right now. All the concessions, the stores, everything else, those guys aren't getting paid. No. Yeah, the owners are getting paid. Um, no, they're not. Where's all this yeah. money they keep talking about? Yeah, uh, who's who's paying them? That's what I like to know. You know, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Regina have now put out their wins, uh, their losses on the season with everything else. Even on a full season, they barely made money. Mm-hmm. Regina spent all that money on Grey Cup stuff. Yeah, they're dipping into their reserve fund, guys. Where's all this money? There's three teams that are showing you they're losing money. Edmonton, who always makes money, just lost a million dollars. Where's all this money, guys? Hey, Vernon, mm-hmm. look at the financial statements. Do the billionaire owners have money? Of course they do, but not because they own a CFL football franchise. No. There's no money coming into the CFL right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the TSN contract works, but I doubt they're paying anything. There's no new content. So, it's just, you know, I really wish all sports teams would just, in their CBAs, you are not, if you are a athlete, you are not allowed to go on Twitter or Facebook or any other social media and talk about football or your sport. Because they just sound even worse. They're looking for sympathy. 
And they're not going to get any sympathy from me when I haven't worked since March 17th. Yeah. My workplace isn't giving me any money. Shut up. You should go in and demand a minimum of 50% of your salary. See how far you oh, get. Oh, damn right. Yep. <clears throat> damn right. And nobody knows what to do with this one. It's a pandemic. It's a one time that we've ever had to deal with this. And the CFL players especially seem to think it should be business as usual. It's not. It's not anywhere, let alone not just pro sports or football. It's not anywhere. So, seriously. And where are the Bombers going to get the money to pay their players 75% of their salary? Yeah, a community-owned team. Think about this one, guys. Go ahead. He's not. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to say. He can demand what he wants to demand, okay? I mean, if the money's not there, then that money's not there. And yeah. I don't know what to say about that. It's, these guys think there's more money than there actually is and, and you know what, in some situations there might be. But they're not bringing in money right now, just like everybody else is not bringing in money right now. And I'm sure they have cash flow problems like everyone else. Just saying. And I mean, they haven't played a meaningful game since November, right, Mark? That's right. So, how do they how do they make or how do they spend money if they don't have any? I don't know. I mean, I, I I often wonder when a guy like him comes out and says they demand 50%, where does he think the money comes from? Is he not smart enough to realize where how this money is generated? Does he think money just grows on trees? I don't know. Especially well, apparently he thinks they're still, you know, they're still getting paid, apparently, according to him. I'm, I don't know who's paying them and for what, but... No, no, me either. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, there's, you know, owners in the CFL that are wealthy and stuff like that, but most of them have other business interests that they're worrying about. And if they're getting money from those business interests, they're probably going to reinvest it in those businesses at this point, not in another one. That doesn't make sense. So it's yeah, I don't I don't get this. I mean, there have been people all over the place that have been laid off, aren't working. They're not getting paid by their owners, folks. It's not just. Uh, you just say, oh, like Mark or anyone else, that you're laid off and stuff like that. You can't just go to your owner and say, oh, well, you're going to have to pay me half. That's not how this works. And, uh, I mean, he's talking about the people in the office and stuff like that that are getting paid. One, those guys make a fraction of what the players make. And two, most of those guys have taken a pay cut. And three, a lot of those salary guys have been laid off as well. 
I think most offices and so on like that have been laying people off uh, because of this virus. And there's a bunch of those people that probably aren't getting paid either. So, I mean, it's not a fair comparison, and I don't get um, this whole thing. It just, to me, it was the most foolish statement, I thought, because, quite frankly, um, you're not playing. You're not going to get paid. It's just, it's just, that's just how it is. I'm sorry. Vernon Adams, you're a, a good player and so on like that, but this just wasn't very smart to come out and say it didn't make any sense. You're not going to get paid if you're not playing. Sorry, it's just how the world works. <laughs> Anything else on this here from anybody? Should we slam oh, Vernon okay. Adams for being dumb some more? Or? <laughs> Uh, I think we beat this one dead. That's pretty good. Well, you know Quite what? Likely. When he, oh, I was going to say when he comes out and says stuff like that, you know, I think last year he showed some maturity, okay, because he played well and he was starting to play for his team and he lost the I'm a superstar attitude. But then when he comes out with statements like that, I think to myself, maybe he is, maybe he hasn't changed at all. He just, he was just fooling all of us. You know what I mean? Yep. So there you go. I'm done. Yeah. And just a news flash for Vernon Adams if you're listening. I know he's not. You're not getting paid if you don't play, so you better deal with it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk CFL. Okay, three down nation. Um this was actually kind of an interesting article talking about um, how the leagues nowadays, there's a lot of kind of a push on to be uh, for leagues to have parity in it so that more teams are more involved and more teams are more um, evenly matched. And, uh, you know, you're not getting the dynasties anymore and so on because uh, because of this push for um, parity for leagues. Uh, you don't get those big dynasties like we saw with the Eskimos in the in the 70s, and you know in hockey you saw the Oilers of the 80s of the mid 80s, and you had the Islanders of the early 80s, and the Canadians back in the 70s. You don't get dynasty teams anymore because they try to have it spread out so much that there's you know more competition and everybody's involved. Do leagues need to back off on their? Um, pushes for parity and you know let if you're going to have this big uh big bad giant team develop um you know is that a good thing to have you know one superior team that um that can uh you know they're the one that everyone's trying to knock off kind of like a king of the castle that you know kind of reigns supreme for you know three four or five years in a row is it better to have one like that and maybe try and get away from uh, the push for parity. What do we think, Mark? What do you think? Uh, is parity a good thing or a bad thing, or do we need to get away from it? In a nineteen league, I honestly don't think you can get parity because teams that are, well, teams that are always losing, and I've been there. I'm not throwing a shot at any of the Eastern teams. Oh, whoa, I said that, but as a Bomber fan, I've been there. 
when your team is always losing in a nineteen league, the good players that are coming up on free agency aren't even looking at you unless you're willing to pay them a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. But with the small salary cap, teams can't. So they're going to go, they're either staying with their team because they're getting a raise, or they're going to go somewhere else where they get more money. And they're not going to go somewhere and know that they're going to lose all the time. So it's really hard in a small league to get the parity, and I think the CFL proves it. Mm-hmm. Because you have teams that are 15 and 3, and then you have not just one, so two, sometimes three teams that are two or three games under 500. Yeah, the CFL is notorious for that. Parity, I think, is what everybody wants. Well, the fans don't want it. Because. 40 years from now, we're not going to be talking about, remember those two or three years where every team was super good? Or do you say, remember those five years straight years that the Eskimos won the Cup? And everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. People want to see dynasties. They may not say it because it's not their team. But it also gives a fan an excuse for, well, we had such a good team, but we just couldn't beat them. You know, they had that dynasty. I like dynasties. You know, I had no issue with Calgary being the best team in the CFL for the last five, six years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. It's what you want your team to It jacks you up even more as a fan when you're going to watch them that we can beat these guys kind of thing. So, so I don't mind a dominant team. I think it's better for the fans that when that team comes into the stadium, they're that much more riled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, parody to me sometimes is boring. Everybody's the same. Well, that's no fun because not everybody can be fifteen and three, so everybody would be five hundred-ish kind of thing. Hmm. No. What do you think, Will? Will? William. Yeah, I, I'm here. I'm here. I I had a bit of a power nap because <laughs> you were talking about you were talking about parody, and I don't I don't I don't like to see parody. To be honest with you. I think it's boring. I like to see teams dominate totally. And uh, I don't want the whole league to be parody because then there's a chance that a team that I don't like gets into the Grey Cup. And then I got to cheer for somebody else. You know what I mean? I mean, every league talks about parody. And I don't think most leagues find it ever. So that's all I can say. Hmm. What do you think, Charles? Where did you go over? Um, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for the dynasty. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, the Edmonton Eskimos 
were hated in every, I mean, they still are, but they were hated in every other CFL city. And yep. you always wanted to be the team to knock the, the, the king of the hills off their block. Uh, yep. They were the they were the guys. They were the ones. They it was always fun when they came to your city because they were like, okay, no one's beating these guys yet. Maybe it's our turn to beat them. So, I there, there's something to be said for that dynasty. You don't see it, and not just in the CFL, but pretty much in all sports. You never see. Uh, you're not seeing the parent. Uh, I think the last one. I guess you could kind of put out like the New England Patriots. Uh, in the NFL, and look how hated they are around the NFL. Um, so there's something to do. I understand the, um, the the some people wanting parity because you know what you want to have all the fans and stuff like that feeling like you have a chance every year. But let's face it, going into the CFL season, it's very rare that all every team is going in saying we have a chance. Do you think? That, do you honestly think that any of the Ottawa fans? Going into this season, I know this season isn't happening, but do you think any of them would have said, oh, hey, we have a chance? No. Well, uh, some of them we, do. Was I that would think point out, they I mean, all some the of them do. do. Go ahead, Will. Think about it. Some of them do. I mean, come on. There's still Cleveland Brown fans out there, guys. Cleveland Brown, Cle- Brown fans are delusional. And have they ever won anything? Never. Okay. Like they got like, to the Super Bowl once. Right. So so yeah, I'm sure there's some Ottawa fans and 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 they're probably not very intelligent football people believe their team will get there because they signed Nick Arbuckle. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got coach uh Paul Police, they're on the way. Absolutely. He was the Grey Cup offensive coordinator last year. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who believe it. The thing is, in a small league, again, it, with it only being a 19 league. It can happen. And it does. You should yes. know. Yes, 2001. And, yeah, and what year was it that Ottawa beat Calgary? And well, 2016. And a lot of it is because in a nine-team league, you're not always going to have the Grey Cup indoors in November. Right. I get blasted by Ottawa fans for saying that you can say whatever you want about the Grey Cup win. Congratulations, guys. Amazing. Only because of the weather. And that's happened in other Grey Cup games, too. That teams yeah. only win because of the weather, whether it's a Grey Cup, a Western Final. There was the one Western Final where the Bombers were so ill-prepared for the field conditions they went out at halftime and bought whatever cleats they could find to try to get traction on the field. The weather is the great equalizer in the CFL. There's only one zone stadium now. And I I don't know if I necessarily like that. I do, you know, because it just I, it makes it more fun to me. 
Well, 10 or 15 years ago, I would have said, absolutely, that's why it's called the CFL, and that's what makes it the CFL. But I tend to wonder if we actually have the best possible final when you're playing outdoors. You know what I mean? And, you know, now that you said that, though, Will, Ambrosi has changed the money for the Grey Cup. All the money doesn't go to the host city anymore. It all goes to the CFL, and the CFL portions it out. That does kind of lead into... You know, teams obviously get hotel room uh, money and everything else, but that is an easy way to slide it into having them all at BC Place, which I think would be a mistake. I'm just using that because it's the only dome stadium we have in the CFL. So they could do that. But but I, I tend to wonder in the last seven to ten years, okay, the Bomber Stadium got built, Saskatchewan Stadium got built, Hamilton Stadium got built. Why didn't they put fucking roofs on these places? Well, Winnipeg's reason was because of political stuff with True North Sports and Entertainment. um, IGF couldn't have concerts if they put a roof on the stadium. Well, and and that's fine, but what I'm thinking about is, say we do have a nine or an eight game schedule this year, and the Grey Cup runs into December, and Winnipeg is the number one team, and you have the Grey Cup in Winnipeg in December. Really? Well, we know who's going to win that cup. Yep. Well, what was that? We know who's going to win that game if Winnipeg's in it. Maybe. Yeah. No. No. You're right. Yeah. I just. I and I and I and I don't like to take away from the character of the CFL, but I, I really, I really wonder. You know, in 2018, would the Grey Cup have been more competitive in Edmonton if the field wasn't so bad? Oh, that that mm-hmm. was embarrassingly bad. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was. And even even if you don't have it inside, shouldn't there be a league thing that takes a look at the field and protects the field and makes it as non, you know what I mean? Cause no, you're right about cause that. They, they should have been able to keep that field covered and, and made it so it didn't freeze like that. So, just saying. It was literally like they were playing on a sheet of ice. Yeah, That's how was. bad that field was. Yeah, it was. And yet in 91 at the old Winnipeg Stadium, they played a game where the weather really, the field conditions didn't come into effect at minus 41 or whatever it was for that game. Uh-huh. Tor- the Toronto-Calgary. Yep. The beer can was more of a uh, factor. Yeah. That's such an epic fail by Edmonton. Such an epic yes, fail. Yes, it was. And, yes, and it was. that that almost leads to 
the CFL should take over for Grey Cup. It shouldn't be the um, wherever the state the games being played. It shouldn't be that team doing the field and everything else. It should be the CFL. I agree. And if they're like you're saying, they're spreading the money around to all the teams. Then yeah, the the, the league itself should take it over. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Because Edmonton proved that they don't know how to do it. The CFL can set up protocols and they do it themselves. Right. That's what the NFL does. And and you know what? The scariest thing is last year in Calgary it was it was chilly in Calgary and there's a nasty wind, but the field was the field was perfect. So but they probably saw what it was like in Edmonton the year before and, <laughs> and took great care of not having the same problem. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Okay. So anything else on this topic? No, I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. All righty. Well, then we're going to move on here. Now, this is one, um, which is this one? Okay, uh, CFL Three Down Nations has, uh, in an article, they brought up six different CFL records that they say will never be broken. Will never be broken. Okay, well, let's take a look let's at these, go through these them. Yeah. three. First one, Henry Gizmo Williams, 26 career punt return touchdowns. Anyone have a shot at that? In the league right how? now? No. Or like, how many? Well, any time. No. How many seasons did Gizmo play? Does anybody know? He was there. Um, I think he was around for about 12 years, 10. 12, 13 years. Was it 10? Uh, no, maybe longer, sorry. Fifteen. Fifteen years. Fifteen. He was at fifteen years. Wow. And how many touchdowns did he have? What's the record? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. That's yeah, less just than... punt. Say that again? Just punt returns. Just punt returns, not kickoff. Twenty-six punt return that, touchdowns. Right. That, that's less than two per season. So, I would say, is there anybody in the league currently? Well, there was one guy, but he keeps on getting arrested in the state, so he's never coming <laughs> back here. Okay, mm-hmm. he might have had a shot at it, but I doubt it because 15 years is a long time. Um, but no, I don't think there's anybody in the league right now who has a and chance. Your Brandon Banks would have to keep up his current return touchdown pace for the next 10 years. Just a tie, Gizmo Williams. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. Okay, so that's I, one that I don't, we... I don't, I don't think that that's that big of a record, to be honest with you. Just saying. Yeah, I think it's pretty big. Second place is 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. 
Yep. Second place is eleven touchdowns. That's, That's Earl by Winfield. Earl Winfield. Yeah, but does does is it because punt returners don't stick around for very long? That could have something to do with Gizmo, it. And Gizmo is the exception to the rule because he never he never even really made it in any other spot, did he? He played no, some at receiver, but not very much. Yeah, not very much though. You can compare him really to if you want to compare him to a player today, it would be a Stephen Logan or a Chris Rain. Yep. Where they yep. try yep. really hard yep. to get them into other positions and they just yep. don't excel. Chris no. Rainey is not a running back. No, he's not. No, he's Chris not. Rainey is a kick returner. Yeah. That's what Chris Rainey is too small to be a running back. Yeah. There's only and one I didn't little running the back. Speed Gizmo hat. Yeah, yeah, no, he Gizmo ran a four-two-five forty. Yeah, he was fast. Well, that's even fast today, four-two-five. Yeah, yeah. With all the it specialized is. training. Yeah. All right, the next record to um, uh, that they say will Ooh. never be broken. Bob Cameron. Will's favorite. Three hundred and fifty-three consecutive games played. How many? How many seasons <laughs> is that? Uh, That's 1980 to 2002. 22 seasons. 22 seasons. Wow. No. No. I don't think that was like Cal Ripken-esque. Well, he was yeah. 48 when he retired. Yeah. 48. But he was also a fucking punter. You knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would think that the top ten would be punters, wouldn't it? Quite likely. Because they're only on the field like seven times a game, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. And if your team is is hot three times a game. Yep. Uh, Well, with one of the other records coming up, I don't know if he punted that game. Um, But, you know, yeah, it says in the article, too. Yeah, okay, he's a punter. We get it. But he didn't miss a game for 353 games. Yeah. And that's getting blocked. 22 years. Your leg's getting twisted. Well, I'm just, I'm just amazed he played 352 games. He played more than that. That's just the record. Yeah, he, I know. He did miss a game. Well, he, he was 48 years old when he retired. Well, and I still, because I, still, I saw him when I was at the Grey Cup this year. And I'm still trying to figure out why he's retired. He's a kicker. <laughs> okay? He's a kicker. Like, really? Couldn't kickers play till they were 65? Well, if they kept their leg strength up, I guess. Uh-huh. They say the last thing to go at old men is strength. <laughs> so I don't see why he couldn't do it. Anyways. <laughs> Is there is there an interesting record out there, Charles? Because we're talking about. Well, we'll go to the next. One. We'll go to the next one. Matt Dunigan, six. There were seven hundred and thirteen yard, passing yards in a single Ooh. game. Ooh. Not I don't gonna think happen. so. Boy, I, don't no, I mean, so. I don't know how this um, gets broke. That's crazy. Seven hundred thirteen yards. 
Well, and he claims he should have had 865 that day. So. And, well, and, you know, he can claim all he wants. I was watching a little video of it today, and they were talking to Mike Kelly. It's an old-school video of it. And he said that Dunnigan was on the bench. They didn't realize what his passing yards were. They sat him. He was done for the game. There was only like five minutes left or something. And they looked at somebody called down and said he's at 699 yards. So he he went over to Dunnigan and said, so this is where we're at. Do you want to go out and throw one more football? And in today's football, if you're at 450 yards passing, you're on the way to the bench. Especially yeah, in the CFL. Done. Especially in the CFL. The only one that might not come out would be uh, Bo Levi Mitchell because he may want that record. Yeah. But uh, I just don't see it. I mean, I that, remember one time when Dave Dickinson was playing here with the Lions. He was at five, uh, game against Ottawa. He was at 504 yards at the end of the third quarter, and they took him out. Yeah. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter. They're not going to leave someone in, uh, especially that long. That's, uh, I mean, to leave him in that long, that's just going to be, I mean, to put it in perspective, the next nearest after Dunnigan's 7-13 was Anthony Calvillo, who threw for 551 yards. And the ironic thing about that was it was in the same season. It was only a couple months later. That's been the next closest. If there is a quarterback in all of football that could get that, it's Drew Brees. Yeah. I know he's come close. But it's just, in today's football, it's too hard. The teams are going to sit you down, or the offensive coordinator is just going to say, okay, here, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. Game's over. We're not throwing anymore. It's a different time. I just don't see it. I'm going to ask a question to you guys. We'll see if either one of you guys can answer it. Whose record did Matt Dunnigan break? Who held the record for most passing yards in a game before Before Matt Dunnigan? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, what's his name? Who's that? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Tracy Ham. Nope. I don't, I don't know why. It was not Tracy Ham. Who was it then? I want to say Warren Moon, but I know that's wrong. Also incorrect. Yeah. It's probably going to surprise you who the answer is. And probably the reason I know it is because I was at the game where he broke the record. The answer Wait. is Danny Barrett. Wait. Oh, I thought it was Marcus Crandall. No, <laughs> not Marcus Crandall. Nope. It was Danny Barrett, and it was actually the year before Matt Dunnigan broke his broke the record. Danny Barrett, when he was playing for the BC Lions, threw a game against the Toronto Argonauts where he threw for 601 yards. Danny Barrett, really. Wow. And it was a record that had stood since Sam Echeverry in 1954. So it stood almost 40 years, and then Matt Dunnigan 
beat it within a year. And so that tells you right there that it's not going to happen because it's become so specialized. Mm-hmm. Everything is looked at in the nth degree. You're up by three touchdowns in the last half of the third quarter going into the fourth. Your quarterback takes a good hit. Yeah. He's on the bench. He's not getting back off that bench. So back then, they just left everybody in. Mm-hmm. Hell, the Bombers had a quarterback during the Brock years that was there for two years and took five snaps. Terry Luck. Mm-hmm. I think he threw the ball three times in two years. Times have changed. Yep. All right, on to the next record. Wally Buono, 254 career coaching wins. And before we go into that, the current eight active head coaches combined right now in the CFL have 151 wins. (laughs) How many? 103 behind Wally Buono. How many years was Wally a head coach? 26? 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen either. He had a winning so record O'Shea in would have 18 to be, of the 22. O'Shea being yeah. the old man of the CFL, he would have to coach another, like, what, 15 years? Yeah. Mm. And have a winning record in... Most of them, Vir- if not all yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if that happens. No, I don't think so either. Well, yeah, Don Matthews is second at two thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting reading this article, Article though. Buono will enter the 2016 season as the Lions head coach. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, who wrote this? When was this written? Down Nation. Three Down Nation wrote it. What do you expect? Oh, God, this is a 20... 2016. This is a 26... I didn't see this. This is a 2016... Someone just posted it the other day. I thought it was a good uh, record. I thought it was a good well, it article. Is, the, the, but, these records still stand. So that's the thing. You know, Wally Bono's got more wins, though, because he's coached for three more seasons after this. <laughs> so he's got even more wins than this. Let's see. Okay, well, it's still the record stands, and it's even more harder to obtain now because he's... Uh, he got, I think, uh, 10. He got uh, almost another 30 wins in those three years. So that's gone. That's almost um, like 280 now. Hmm. Uh, I'm just on his Wikipedia page and see if it says anything. 254. Something's yeah, not right with this then. Well, no, this one he retired in 2011 was a. Re- 
Oh, okay. And he and did come back, came out of retirement. Jesus. They don't make things easy, do they? No. God, he coached the Montreal Concords? Uh, assistant coach. I don't think he was the head assistant coach. Assistant coach, yeah. Oh, God. Under Joe Galat, I believe, of all people. What? Was that the year he retired? Um, uh, I think so. <laughs> oh, here we go. He finished with 282 co- um, career wins. So, yeah, that Yeah, because he got 12, 7, and 9. So, he got another 28 victories after this article was written. <laughs> I don't think anybody's taken that one. Not a chance. Coaches don't last long enough nowadays. Nope. I mean, I I don't I, I don't know if you're going to see another coach that's coaching 25 years in the league. Well, who's after O'Shea? Who's number two right now, like current? Oh, uh, um, geez. How long has Dickinson been coaching? Maybe Dickinson. Dickinson's been head coach for about three years, three four years. Or maybe Rick Campbell, maybe. Um. Toronto, the rookie. Well, Campbell would be four Paul years. Police. Pardon? Campbell would be four years if he yeah. had this year. Uh, Hamilton, Orlando Steinauer only coached one year. Same thing with Kahari Jones. Same thing with uh, Craig Dickinson. Uh, coach in Edmonton is... Oh, may- Scott Milanovic, maybe. Yeah, maybe him. So that just tells you that this record isn't being broken for another 20 years, 25, yep. 30. It's, it's 20 Minimum. years if O'Shea stays and always has a good team. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right, let's move on. Here's another one for Will. Louis Pisaglia, 3,991 career points. Will, I know you love kickers, so I'm going to let you uh, uh, comment on this. Did he hang up because he didn't want to talk about kickers? I think he fell asleep. Yeah, well, we're talking about kickers. Will, you still there? <laughs> we might have lost him. Uh, um, yeah, we did lose him. Call has dropped. Okay, let's call him back then. Back. Pardon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got excited because we br- we're bringing up another kicker record. and uh, So Again, we'll give him a call back. This is another longevity record. What's that? This is a longevity record. Yeah, it is because Louis Pisaglia played for 25 years. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't a good kicker because he's one of the best of all time. Of course, but he played a quarter century. Yes, that's true. I hope you're you're, you're, you're going to get that. There you well, go. are you back with us now? I am. So I figured you, you uh, got so excited because we're talking about another kicking record that you just yeah. uh, all of a sudden just. Um, and the worst Gone. part is it's it's my least favorite kicker of all time. Oh, really? What you don't like Louie? I don't like Louie's nose. Oh my goodness. Okay. 
Uh, We've never gone into this before, but no. you don't like he's his nose. On huh? top of that, on top of that, he's a kicker too. So yeah, they shouldn't be but allowed hey, to have four thousand points, almost four thousand points. Hey, I and, know. And twelve how, of those ma- points, there were two touchdowns. How many seasons did he play? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Okay. Does I, one of the records that isn't there, and I don't know if you guys know it. I just tried to look it up, but I'm not wearing my glasses, so I can't see. Who's got the most receiving yards in a single game? Oh, I know who's got the most rushing yards. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, uh, most receiving yards. I think it's Terry Vaughn. Is Terry Vaughn or David Williams? Uh, I should be able to... Uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up here. Most... Um, uh, hold on. Uh, Good luck, Charles. You're looking at CFL staff. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, no, I got it right here. How about that? Ooh. Most receiving yards in a single game is Hal Peterson. Who? In 19... Where was it? Hold on a second. I lost it here. Uh, 1956. Hal Peterson had 300... What? (laughs) Really? He had 338 yards receiving in 1956. When he was playing for, who was he playing for in 1956? He was playing for the Montreal Alouettes in 1956, and he had 358 receiving yards. That's a record that's not getting broken. Nope. (laughs) Second was Curtis Mayfield. Who? Curtis Mayfield? Curtis Mayfield, he was playing for the Las Vegas Posse in 1994, and he had 319 yards receiving in a game. Then from the Matt Dunnigan game, Alfred Jackson had 308 yards. The guy you brought up, Terry Vaughn, 275, will, 275 was fourth in 1999. And that was that was against Winnipeg, uh, Mark. Yeah. And after that game, they cut three guys on the defensive side of the ball because the neatest thing about it was he had one reception in the first half. He got 265 yards in the second half. (laughs) So, hey, you know what? The other record that's not there that I think should be a record is uh, Terry Vaughn once again. Is he not the only guy, I think, who's had 11 or 12 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons? It was 11, I don't think you're right. I don't think that record's ever going to be broken. Yeah, I think you're right, too. It's too specialized now. Yeah, it is. And, uh, Mark, you said you knew who had the most rushing yardage? Isn't that Fred Reed? He's not even in, uh, he's third, really? actually. Wouldn't it be 260 yards. Pardon? How about Mike Pringle? Mike Pringle is not even on the list. He's on most in a season, but not most in a game. 
Who's number one? Well, the number number one is somebody named Ron Stewart, who had 287 yards rushing in a single game in 1960. But then I clicked on his name to see who he was playing with. But it takes me to some Toronto Maple Leaf hockey player <laughs> named Ron Stewart. I don't even know where this uh, it goes punch to the Ron wrong Stewart, person. CFL. Just punch up CFL. Ron Stewart, him. CFL. Okay. Uh, copy. Hey, there we go. Ron Stewart, CFL. Let's see. In 1960, yeah, there, there we go. Ron Stewart, Canadian football. 1960, he was playing for the Ottawa Rough Riders. Okay. And yeah, he rushed for uh, 287 yards against the Montreal Alouettes on October 10th, 1960. You know, looking at a lot of these records. What's that? Looking at a lot of these records, should they not just scrap the all-time number one all-time and do it all by eras? Well, you could, (laughs) but they're all by by games. Like these guys, most of these guys I've never heard of. Like I didn't know who the receiver guy was either. Never heard of him either. The one that impresses me is the receiving. Yeah. Because that was in an era where they didn't throw the ball a lot. No, they didn't. And he got over 300 yards receiving, 338 yards. You know, a good game for a quarterback in the 50s was 200 yards passing. Yeah, it's true. It was mostly a running game at that point. So let's go to the final record on this list here, uh, and it's Calgary San Peter twenty-five game win streak from October twenty-fifth, nineteen forty-eight, to October twenty-second, nineteen forty-nine. So that this record includes playoff games, but they won twenty-five in a row, including the Grey Cup, of course. Uh, again, because of free agency, it's so hard yeah. to keep a team together. I think they're That's, right on pretty much all of these. Yeah, you might get a twenty-five regular season games. Yeah, three, but I don't think playoffs and Great Cup too. I don't think mm-hmm. you could do that. Well. What do you think of Calgary's 25-game win streak? Calgary's going to break that record every year, so or every yeah, because you always pick them to go undefeated. So that's correct. So got to got to keep the faith, baby. Yep. But I but I really believe the only way they're ever going to go undefeated is by uh, banning kickers from the field. So. That would really make a couple of these. That would really make a couple of these records uh, unattainable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do they do? Like you're talking records. How do they do a sack record now? When they've changed how they count sacks over the years. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. 
Because, you know, they used to do the half sack. Hmm. And don't forget they didn't, they haven't always counted sacks either. No, no. So, and for like, that I'd love matter, to find have, out how many sacks Angela Mosca had. Right. They also haven't, haven't counted tackles either forever. No. So. And in like the, to know how those many. records would all be the 50s because yeah. of it being the predominant running game. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right, so uh, what do we got here? Oh, boy, only 11 minutes left. We're going by quickly on this one. Nice. Or maybe we're just rambling on on a lot of topics and it's just eating up all the time. You know, when the three, uh, of, us, when the three of us get on, we tend to ramble. You think? <laughs> so, yeah, we do. Uh, that's all right. That's okay. Who doesn't mind a good ramble now and then? Actually, we only got two segments left, and we can skip the last one as far as I'm concerned. I'm just, it was filler. Uh, I'll admit that. Uh, but this one I do want to talk about, because this is one I wanted to start talking about last week. We didn't get have a time to get to it. And there's more to talk about on uh, it than there was last week. But this is actually a really good um, article that uh, or um, series that Three Down Nation is doing, uh, counting down the top ten feuds in CFL history. Uh, and some of these are really, really interesting. I, we probably don't have enough time to go through all of them because we've only got 10 minutes left. But we can start, and then we can always come back to this article again next week because these have got some very interesting ones on here. But uh, I wanted to start with number 10. This will probably take up most of the show because I think we we all kind of remember and have, uh, have um, thoughts on this one. Number 10, this goes back to the late 90s, I believe, or maybe it was early 2000s. Adam Rita and Jeff Reinhold. Awesome. And I think we all remember this one really um, good because of the whole thing in the postgame and the the shoves and so on, uh, where it almost turned into a full-scale brawl. After the game, um, going back to September 19th, 1997, and this is when uh, Jeff Reinbold was the head coach of the Bombers. I know most Bomber fans try to repress that memory, but um, the Bombers were way ahead. They were playing a game in Winnipeg, and the Bombers were way ahead. They were kind of just running out the clock, and Robert Davis, who was a defender for the Bombers, um, hit Damon Allen, who I believe had run out of bounds or something, and then he hit Damon Allen late as he ran out of bounds. Uh, after that, Louis Pisaglia, hey, we just mentioned him. Who said kickers are tough? Well, Will did. Uh, but he charged after Robert Davis. Uh, 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 kind of a scuffle ex- ensued then. But then after the game, when the two coaches went to shake hands or at least what they thought were shaking hands in the um, middle of uh, the end of the game, which is kind of the tradition in football. Instead of shaking Jeff Reinbold's hand, Adam Rita goes up to him and just shoves him. 
shoves him back, and then I think it was one of the big linemen uh, of the Bombers grabbed Adam Rita from behind, and then it came very close to hell breaking loose. And uh, uh, it was played all over the place. I know they played it in the U.S. They played it everywhere. It was on every highlight reel. So, Mark, you probably, being a Bomber fan, you, you Will, you probably remember this too. You probably remember this very well. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. And for yep. the record, I never hated Jeff Reinbold. I have loved Jeff Reinbold from the day he came onto the stage on his Harley. The fans got what they wanted. But that fight was just hilarious. And it didn't end there. There was allegations that uh, Reinbold was paying players to take out star players. Yeah, he was putting bounties on guys. Um, I was it Reinbold that sued Rita for defamation or something. I, something like that. Yeah, it, it went on and on and on. You know, I'm sure it's over finally in the last ten years, hopefully. But yeah, they. That was awesome. They genuinely hated each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the latest hits I've ever seen. Oh, he was he was 10 feet out of bounds. Alan probably could have grabbed a bottle of water and wiped off his face. Yep. And then he got hit. Yeah, no, it's he, the guy that hit him is lucky he got out of that alive. That was an awesome feud. Yeah, because it was even on the Lions' sideline where he hit him. It wasn't like he was on his own side. He was on near the Lions' bench. Oh, yeah. And then I remember Louis Pasaglia come flying in after him, and then there was a, a scuffle and fight ensuing there, and then it just boiled over in the postgame, and they started fighting again. And that's something else that's missing in the CFL this now. At least we have... Dickinson and O'Shea, because Dickinson loves to chirp him, as in the yep. fucking Canadian mafia. Yep. So, but go ahead, Will. Did we lose him again? Well, did we lose him again? Uh, let me look here. Yep. We did. He dropped again. His phone died. What's that? His phone oh, died. Oh, his phone died? Yeah. He's out. Okay. Then I guess there's no point in calling him back if his phone's dead. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm out. Okay. So uh, I actually started to dial that. But did he come back on? I'll call you back when I can. Thanks. Bye. Okay, well, you I got just went to voicemail. Yeah. Okay. So he's uh, he's gone for the night. So me and... Uh, me and um, well, we only have Mark will finish off. We only got four minutes left, so yeah. what's that? Is it three or four, whatever? Yeah, we got very little anyway. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember that vividly. That shove, I mean, because you're always used to it. You know, it's a ritual. The the game ends, and the two coaches go to midfield. They shake hands. They go uh, on their own way. <laughs> well, not that night. They didn't. That was awesome. Not even close. It was awesome. It was hilarious. And I don't even remember. I think there were some fines. And I know there were fines. I don't know if they got suspended or anything. No, but I do remember. I think Rita got more. Adam than... Rita might have gotten a one-game suspension. I don't remember. 
I'm just trying to remember from reading it. Um, Rita was bitching that he got fined. Yeah, he got suspended, and Reinvold got a five hundred dollar fine. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I remember right after that there was the whole thing about whether or not there were bounties being put out by Jeff Reinbold, and because I remember hearing about that. Uh, was that ever Reinbold? proven? No, no, he did no, say that. I didn't think so. He did say that he would tell guys they would get a bonus if they hit somebody hard. Yeah. That's yeah, not so, really the same as a bounty, although it's kind of skirting the issue. But uh, no, that's him saying, "Yeah, yeah, I put bounties on the players." <laughs> you know, Barber fans should hate Reinbold, but the majority love him. Oh, really? We, I would have figured they were, that they wouldn't have liked him because his record was terrible. What? No, our our team was so bad. Mm-hmm. That at least we had something to laugh at and watch. We had to find yeah. entertainment because we weren't finding it on the field. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mhm. Yeah, and Louis Pasaglia too. Um, there were there had been talk that when because uh, Reinbold was, I believe, the defensive coordinator in Las Vegas back in 1994. And I remember them knocking Louis Pasaglia out of game, and there was talk that uh, there was a bounty on him at that time. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a uh, a rumor about Reinbold for many many years, and uh, he didn't necessarily deny it. And don't be all that surprised if there still isn't a fifty dollar bill handed out every so often. Oh, knowing him, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Can you imagine that kind of thing going on, though, after the um, Loeffler-Manny hit? Yeah. Oof. If that hit had happened at that time, mm-hmm. so we, that would have been interesting to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have for sure. All right, so we're now down to 50 seconds. So it's time to wrap this one up for another week. Uh, so this has been Let's Talk CFL. I don't know the actual episode number because I didn't put it on because I brought this show up in a hurry. But uh, you can find the episode number on iTunes or whatever it'll say there. Um, yeah, so I'll just give uh, Mark a couple quick seconds to say goodnight. Good night, everybody. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, well, Mark is gone next week, and, uh, yeah, so I will probably be here next week, and we'll see if we have any more clarity of whether or not there's going to be any sort of CFL football this year. We're going to have to know sooner or later, so hopefully we get some answers pretty soon. Good night, everybody, and enjoy your weekend.